What's going on, everybody? My name is Jason, and I'm here interviewing park rangers and outdoor enthusiasts just like yourself, so you can be ready for your next adventure. Today we have Randy Heasley joining us today from Monahan Sand Hill State Park in Texas. Okay, Brandy, tell us how you got started in this park. Uh, so this is actually my fourth state park to work at in Texas. Um, I started actually as a volunteer with state parks, doing uh, numerous different things with different programs like Texas Outdoor Family and the Buffalo Soldiers and an ambassador. <clears throat> um, I've been a clerk at Meridian State Park and um, AmeriCorps Vista at McKinney Falls. And then before I got to Monahans, I was the <clears throat> operations trainee at Big Bend Ranch State Park. Um, and currently I'm the interim superintendent at Monahans Sand Hill State Park. Awesome. Awesome. And how long are you planning to stay in there? Uh, that is to be determined. <laughs> okay. So you guys, I think on the website, on the texas.gov website, you guys are also known as the Ocean of Sand. Plus, in Texas, you don't really think that we have sand dunes because, again, everyone thinks Texas is flat. But more and more park rangers I interviewed and more and more state parks I find, that is not the case. And this is a very special, unique case because, then it's again, the sand dunes. Yes. Um... So a lot of times when you think of sand dunes, you think, because I grew up in Rockport, Texas, so you would think that there would be a, an ocean next to it or water near it. Um, but it's pretty cool to come way out west and get to go um, slide down sand dunes on little discs and toboggans. Um, yeah, it's just a really cool place. Uh, very unique to West Texas. So what's the story behind the sand dunes? Because I've never heard of the sand dunes until one of my friends mentioned it. And then I, I looked into it and I was like, oh, wow, we do have a sand dunes. Because usually we go to New Mexico and, you know, a bunch of other states to get sand dunes. Yeah, so um, it so the kind of step by step I can go through with you is um, so the Rocky Mountains were formed of years ago and weather and wind broke off small particles or rock of sediment um, from there rainfall was abundant and streams carried uh, the eroded sediment from the Rockies um, into the plains area um, and over time the climate was warmer and streams dried up and dry sand remained um, until you know thousands of years ago um, when the wind began to blow um, and so with strong winds that blew from the northwest, uh, pushing the sand into the shallow bowl known as the Permian Basin, which is where, <coughs> where we're at, um, the sand uh, found a place to kind of settle. Um, and the now uh, the basin combined um, and seasonally shifting winds create the perfect environment to, to keep the sand dunes. Nice. So you mentioned, sorry. So you mentioned earlier um, before the podcast started that it's a hundred, it's over a little bit, a hundred degrees. Is that normally the case? Like, what's the weather like throughout the year? Um, it's pretty hot in the summer. Um, I think the more desirable time to come out to the sand dunes is usually fall through spring, 
when the temperatures are a little cooler. Uh, the summer, sometimes uh, it'll be pretty cool in the mornings. Like in the mornings, it's really not too bad. Uh, but come two or three o'clock, you're looking at triple digit heat already, which is uh, really difficult <laughs> to be out in, especially where there's no shade. Cause there's, you know, especially when you're on the dunes, um, you're looking at even higher temperatures out on the dunes than um, what I'm recording here, kind of at headquarters. Right. And so when people come visit, are, are they just expecting like a day visit or are they expecting to have like a long weekend there with camping and everything involved? Like what's the situation when, when you have visitors and stuff like that? So visitors can do both day use or camping. Uh, we offer both. Uh, day use, um, it's just a $4 entrance per person uh, ages 13 and over. Um, State Parks in Texas will offer 12 uh, kids 12 and under get, into, get in free to any state park. Um, our camping is, we've got 26 campsites. They're all water and electric. Um, 20, 30, and 50 amp sites. Uh, and they're $15 a night. Awesome. Uh, so people will come for either one. Uh, and it seems like you guys really focus on the junior program over there. At least that's what I'm seeing. Because then you guys are really focused on the kids enjoying themselves. And from the Instagram and all the other places I've been looking at your, 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 your photos and stuff. Yeah, we really uh, try and focus on being a family-friendly park um, and really want the kids to have a great time, but I think uh, we want everyone to have a great time. Uh, we do hand out Junior Ranger journals, um, and we've sworn in several Junior Rangers uh, recently. Um, and the great thing about that is the journal is the same at every state park, but any park that you go and do that at, you're going to get a different experience which is pretty cool. Yeah, that must be very awesome for having kids go there and enjoying and getting um, a badge. And they get badges, right? What did you say? Yes, we have uh, little pins that we give them. Nice. And um, how, what about the wildlife there? How's that? Uh, it's pretty cool. You would think that being in the sand hills, you wouldn't see a lot. Uh, we do have some uh, brushy areas as well. So we... We have deer. Um, <clears throat> we'll have. We do have javelinas and feral hogs. Um, it's said that we've had badgers. I haven't seen them yet, but I haven't been here very long. Uh, <laughs> I know we have different types of um, pack rats and mice and kangaroo mice uh, and a lot of different uh, reptiles. So I've actually got to see the horned lizard and um, I've seen a rattlesnake already um, and oh, a bunch okay. of different other types of uh, lizards. So how does the, like, because the rattlesnake sounds like the, the one, one of the most dangerous wildlife there. Like how's, do they just burrow into the sand and just wait it out or like how do, you, how do they kind of like survive in the desert areas? Um, so we're actually also very unique in that we're in one of the larger um, oak forest in the U.S., which you wouldn't think that coming here, but we have what you call the shin oaks, and uh, they don't get really taller than like four feet tall, but they've got a pretty 
big root system. Um, so they are actually considered trees. And uh, so, and we have some other trees and other vegetation in the park. And that's typically where you'll maybe see the snakes more. Um, I've also seen them just um, going across the road. Uh, but most likely when you're on the, the sand dunes, you're not really going to run into snakes. Oh, okay. Awesome. That's all. It makes it even more fun. <laughs> yeah, um, I, that's the question we get a lot um, from kids and adults uh, is the snake risk. And if they're out on the dunes um, with really no visit vegetation around them, um, they don't really have to worry. Right. So you mentioned camping earlier that it, 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 is, a, it is a state park that you can camp at. And so I want, like, I'm a huge camper in the sense where I love campfires, but then obviously there's a lot of state that has burn bans. Um, what's the burn ban condition over there? Like, how do you guys tackle that? Do you guys have burn bans? Like, what's the situation with that? We do have burn bans. Um, we will let people know if we have them. Uh, we don't have firings, but we have the, the grills at our sites. So people are free to still grill um, and cook up their food at night. Um, and then we also, just because it's Leave No Trace, always encourage people to bring their own, uh, like, camp stoves. Right. So And also, like, since it's Leave No Trace, you've got to pack it in and pack it out. Try to yes. keep garbage at a minimum. That is always the, the message I'm trying to, to promote. Um, let's see. I was going to... Oh, right. So I'm also, like, a huge Milky Way person or night sky. How's the night sky over there? Are you guys... Um, so where is exactly is the is the Sand Hills, like where is it close by, and like how do you like where which area on the map are you guys? So we're in Monahans, um, but the closest big place that people would probably recognize is Odessa and Midland. We're about thirty or forty minutes um, west of Odessa. Okay. Uh, and we are in a big oil field patch, which um, it's a little harder to see the night sky here. Uh, you can still, uh, with the clear night, you can still see the stars, uh, but there is um, some noticeable light pollution around. Just want to say thank you to Brandy for joining us here today. This episode is brought to you by the contributors out there, and you can be good supported by going to www.daystravel.com slash contribute. Thank you.